Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyran underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyran underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. In the wake of setting up the Church of Rebellion in Vermilion and the assassination of Mavic Tribeless, the power structure in the capital remains in flux. However, the giants from southern Sarakar appear to be making the most headway on that front. Partnering with Uboa Bay and a handful of guilds, they are poised to assume control of both the city and the continent. They have sent the young Sophia Cooper to bring you to the Holy Hall of Tranga to discuss matters of great importance. Situated in the central district of the giant borough, the Holy Hall is both massive and glorious to behold. It's set partially into the ground to accommodate the varying sizes of visitors. The stones of the building are immense, yet show fine details of hearth and home. Inside, the ceiling stretches some 50 feet overhead. Stained glass windows of blue and orange cast a comforting, get holy light throughout the hall. Absent traditional seating, the giants favor pillows and pads on the floor to minimize chances of visual obstruction for their shorter visitors, such as yourselves. At the far end of the hall, Elder Garshan is seated on a raised platform with her children. They're all wearing loose and flowing pale linens, accented with muted blues and oranges. The elder herself is adorned with a fine steel chain necklace dotted with gemstones. The giants are 20 to 30 feet tall, with flowing pale blue hair and sharp yet warm eyes. They accept your arrival as a foregone conclusion, but have not spoken up yet. Instead, they have allowed Uboa to welcome you into their presence. Uboa Bay feels right at home, working the machinery of politics, and welcomes you with a confident grin, saying, Elder Garshen welcomes you to the Holy Hall of Tranga. I'm proud to assist her as her advisor and confidant in these troubling times. In the wake of recent, ahem, developments, we would seek a fair exchange before you leave the city. Would you hear the Elder? as she turns to you and awaits a response. Sure. Everyone else behind that? Yep. Following our Vale. Yep. Right. Vale's not going to say much, just standing there, hanging out. 
All right. All right. I just want to make sure everybody had a chance to say no or yes. Elder Garshen leans forward, her chain swinging above your heads. We seek your endorsement. We were worried that a god of rebellion would be all too similar to Pathox. But the creation of a church shows a positive stance on order. Furthermore, as you all are the slayers of the king, we seek confirmation that you have no intentions on the throne. What say you? Two things. First, if I had intentions on the throne, I would already be sitting on it. I wouldn't have waited however long hiding out. I would have immediately claimed responsibility and taken power. I didn't. That should tell you everything you need to know. Second, I'm not sure that the opposite of chaos is order. And I'm not sure (laughs) that I would call any of us invested in order. Because to me, that sounds a lot like the status quo, which wouldn't seem to fit very well with the mission. Which mission are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard anybody like talking about the Church of Rebellion? Really? Nobody? It's been shouted all over the city. Of course she's heard about it. She mentioned it to you in the very first thing that she said. No, I know. She just didn't know that's what you meant by mission. Oh. Unless you're calling your church a mission now. No. Okay. You're not that Catholic. Gotcha. No. No. God, no. Me, no. Um, oh, that's, I that's already old. <laughs> I wouldn't say it. No, I'm not going to say that. That's not, that's okay. not my style. <clears throat> but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to say that order is the opposite of chaos. Merely that their goals are not compatible. And their methods vary. Churches have order. Some more than others. Almost all of them more so than Pathox. I mean, we have a set of principles that we follow. It's not particularly invested in the status quo, which is what I would call order. But it really is just about acceptance. So I... I guess that begs the question, if you know that that's what we're about, and you know that that's what we've been doing, Mm -hmm. why are we here exactly? What exactly do you want? Again, we seek your endorsement. As she motions to the group of you, not merely from Arnas, self-proclaimed God, but from the group, as those people who took down the previous power structure, Knowing that you don't have intentions on the throne is good. But since people still see you as those who killed the king, and people who are setting up a church here in the capital, if the group of you were to say, yes, we endorse these giants, as represented by Elder Garshen, as, as the new leaders of Vermilion and of Sarakar, that would go a long way for them. I'm gonna guess... Elder Garshan, if you if you know about us, then you know who we are and you know mm-hmm. what we've done previous to being here. Is that mm. correct? We may not know all of the details, but we have a 
general understanding. So, again, just to be clear, you know about Karami? I'm guessing by Yuboa's presence here you do, but I just want to make sure. Yuboa shoots you daggers, but Elder Garshen nods. Okay. Then, this won't be news to you. (sighs) We don't get to decide who the leader is. The people do. It's not my job to tell them who should be in charge. That's not my job. Hmm. She leans back. If you want to be their leader, convince them. She leans back. She stares at each of you for a moment. I can assure you that we do not seek the same order as that which King Aldabas promoted. As I am aware, you all have been to Vongfeld Peaks and been around there, and you know that we do not share their methods. You know that our priorities differ. And it is much easier to get the people's approval when, say, certain citizens of note are willing to speak well of you. Would none of you speak well of us to the people? I'm finding it difficult to say yes to you. And here's, here's why. One, um, you have a citizen of note right there. Her name is Yuboa Bay. And if mm-hmm. she's not getting the job done for you, I mean, there's plenty of other citizens of note that you can also talk to. We're not the only people that matter. There's plenty of nobles just running around mm-hmm. the place that could help you with that. Uh, two, I have no idea what we're endorsing. <laughs> she looks to Vale, looks to Darwin. Tonk is there as well, but he is keeping quiet. He's kind of in awe of what's going on. But do Darwin or Vale want to respond to the Elder? Not particularly. Darwin's pretty happy to let Aranis speak for him. <laughs> so far, are you kind of aligned with what Aranis is saying? Like, Yeah, almost entirely. Okay. Vale? Vale's just kind of been nodding behind Aranis. Mm-hmm. Um, and won't really say anything unless directly addressed. Okay, okay. The Elder looks at you all again. Well, it would take a long time to fully explain our stances and beliefs, but surely at least some of you must know that we hold family dear, the family structure, the family order. We seek, we seek to care for this city and this land as if it were part of our family, as if the citizens were part of our family. And part of running a family means letting your children and your siblings and your cousins explore who they are. And that also means not holding nearly as tight a leash as the king once did. Yes, We would seek to establish a presence here, but this is not our home. This is just recognized as a capital. We would seek to rule from Vongfeld Peaks. We are comfortable there. We have our family there. If there's anything other than a lack of knowledge that gives you hesitance, simply ask. Okay. You say you would treat the citizens 
as your family. That's every citizen. In Are there some citizens you think we shouldn't or that we wouldn't? Well, I mean, <laughs> the the royal family and others have um pretty well uh kept certain races of people in like servitude and part of our goal here was to end that uh as an aside real quick when you say servitude oh i mean like like what earl earl was doing to the changelings but like changelings are not seen as trustworthy and that kind of stuff anyway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like okay. that sort of I, like structural racism okay. i wasn't sure exactly <laughs> what you were in, uh, i wasn't sure exactly what you were referencing i just wanted to make sure you're talking about the same thing absolutely absolutely <clears throat> we have no intention of pressing anyone into servitude if that is your concern we are aware that some churches are Let's just say less kind. We would not endorse such actions, but we are also not here to tell people how to run their churches. While we know a great deal about the teachings of Tranga, our God, we do not have the same breadth of knowledge regarding, say, Barifax. <laughs> We've had less contact with them and with the other Celestials than we have with Say, the elves and the teachings of Olwenir. So for us to dictate their practices would be unwise. We hope to be a good example for them, but we cannot force their hands. Even if it's actively causing harm to people? That is a different matter, of course. As I said, we will not endorse forced servitude, nor would we turn a blind eye to it. Okay. I, th- I think what she's referencing, though, is like she knows that certain churches are a little bit harsher against, say, half-elves right. than others. Um, <laughs> Half-celestials, half-goblins, half- Half-anything. Because um, there's a step back. There's a big difference between the gods not wanting to fully endorse something and the people themselves not endorsing it. You've got your hardliners in religions, and you've got, like, people on the other side who go like, mm, yes, the God does say that, but uh, we're just not going to listen to that part right now. Or, that's from a really old book. Maybe it needs to be updated. I don't know. Hmm. Imagine that. Mm. Or maybe it needs to be reinterpreted with a new eye. Hmm. Things change. Hmm. Just, to, just you know, just, just thinking here. Just, just saying. Just not, not pointing to any one thing in particular. Out of left field. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something else that I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. There's the one big question you haven't asked yet, but I'll wait until you get through whatever it is you want. And Okay, so you want to establish a presence here, but you want to rule from Bongfield Peaks. That's fine. Mm-hmm. What about the cities? Like, what about the rest of the continent? Well, we would certainly dispatch representatives to each of the cities to make sure that laws are being followed, rules are being communicated. 
Veil, who has said nothing this entire time and is kind of passively picking at a piece of the wall, I think, just kind of as an aside, <laughs> asks, why can't the cities govern themselves? Exactly what I was just going to say. Literally, words right out of my mouth. <laughs> you should think of our representatives more as advisors. We know that under elven rule, some of the cities were ruled more strictly and some more cooperatively, such as the former city of Honey Hollow. We know that their mayor worked very closely with their earl to maintain that city's essence and to maintain their goals. Is there, is there a particular reason why the cities couldn't, I don't know, elect representatives to send to you? Mm. So that the, like, instructions aren't coming from somebody who, you know, isn't from there? Because honestly, that... I think that was part of the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that is why we want representatives living among the people in these different cities, so that way they can have a better understanding of what the cities need. Mm, except, even if that is the case... They're never going to really be living among the people, right? Like, uh, for example, um, Earl, uh, oh my God, what was his name? Count Valance. <laughs> oh, oh that God. asshole. Okay. So, for example, um, because this is my own experience and I can only speak from my own experience, Count Valance in Karami, he lived in the city. I mean, he had been there for I don't know how long. So by your standard, he should have absolutely known what was going on in his city and been able to act on behalf of it. But he had no idea. Sure, he lived in the city, but he was separated from it by a wall and guards and never interacted with anyone that wasn't from, quote unquote, his side of town. So, I mean, your logic, while sound, while sending people out to get a good sense of what's going on in on the continent is a sound idea. You can never truly know a city unless you are from that city. And if representatives have to travel from the cities to the peaks, they would be losing that contact with their own city, unless they are to be making this journey regularly, which, as I'm sure you are aware, takes some time. There's no other way of communicating but in person? <laughs> You're the one who said send people down there. I did. Well, they Sorry, were talking that's, about sending... that's me, Scott. <laughs> I know. They were talking about sending people out. And so I was like, why shouldn't it work the other way? <laughs> In any case, let me backtrack a little bit. I think we're getting a little <laughs> off point here. Colonialism. Um, <laughs> in, in any case, while I agree with you, yes, I said send representatives to you from the cities, which implies making the actual physical journey. Yeah, yeah. It's not always necessary to communicate in person. Maybe, I don't know, once a year or something, but plenty can be communicated via letters, via other means of what's going on in, mm -hmm. in cities without you having to have someone there, and pardon me for saying this, without having to have one of uh, your people there lording over them. Even if that's not your intention, because that is what this continent is used to, it's how it will be seen. 
meet the new boss, same as the old boss. She takes a little umbrage at the lording over. I, I know. Uh, it's, just it's, in, not, it's, not, it's not the right word, and I knew it wasn't the right word, but I didn't have a... Anyway. Just in language. Yeah. But she replies, if we never send representatives there, we will never gain our own perspectives on the cities and their needs. We need to listen to the people. Yes, but we need to be present as well. Otherwise, we can't even begin to understand them. Well, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think that that representation needs to be permanent. Meaning, like, yeah, go visit. Absolutely. Like, you should be doing that anyway. But I don't think there needs to be any sort of permanent station there, because it implies that you have no trust in the people running the cities. That leads to problems. Trust me, I know. I created some of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our methods may not be exactly your methods, but I can assure you, our methods are not the methods of King Aldabas. Oh, I don't disagree with you there. Nor am I in any way saying that my way is the only way. It's just, I don't want to sound like your PR manager, but if you send people out to be permanently stationed in these cities, you're going to have a PR problem. You're going to have a major public relations nightmare on your hands because it's going to be seen as like, oh, well, these new people took over and it's exactly the same as it was before and nothing has changed. Nothing has gotten better even though you're sitting here telling me that the ideals and things that you um, that you believe in and want this this continent to stand for for are not the same, right? And I absolutely believe you, but you have to make everybody else believe you too. And I can't do that for you. We can't do that for you. We're not asking you to make people believe in our goals. Nor are we asking you to set up our methods of rule. We will take your words under advisement. I'm not the end of the line here. I merely happened to be here for the king's announcement and am trying to make the best of this situation for us and for the people. If someone isn't leading, no one will. Or rather, people will lead themselves individually. And that's a little too much anarchy for this land right now. (laughs) If the continent isn't brought together, isn't held together, could open us up to dangers from the outside and from within. But there are other lands out there. They have not lost their rulers. Some may have. We don't know exactly the full extent of the withering on a global scale, but their kings weren't just assassinated or their presidents, or their like chiefs, or whatever. If they see that Sarakar is weak, they may move in to exert their external influence. We may not have the best understanding of each city in the continent, of each region, but we certainly have more than, say, those from Ataxis, those from Celestia, those from Amranor, or those from Lyranor, even. We want to provide stability for the continent. We want to provide a direction, and we want to be able to maintain Sarakar's position with those other continents rather than be absorbed by them. So while your words have not fallen on deaf ears, we want you to know that action needs to be taken. And if that changes over time, it changes over time. Which is why 
we are simply asking you, your group, for endorsement, for recognition publicly. We are seeking your endorsement as the new heads of the Capitol to let people know or to confirm to them or to, to acknowledge to others that our position here in this city that we are building is valid. Not only did you all take down the king, you've all set up a new church. While we don't fully know the extent of your claims, people are recognizing the Church of the Rebellion as legitimate. Thanks to you, Boa Bay here, we have been able to get some guild backing, but your endorsement would go a long way to help us. Well, thank you for that oh-so-backhanded compliment. Which one? Um, the, like, well, we cannot fully, like, know anything about your claims. People um, seem Arnis? to think the Church of the Rebellion is a thing. Arnis, since you have proclaimed to be a god, have you done anything divine? Nope. Okay, then. <laughs> this is a world where gods are seen, and their power and abilities are seen. They are physically present. They are spiritually present. I don't there hasn't my, been... I don't know what my powers are yet. <laughs> I know, you haven't tried anything yet. <laughs> because of how you did it, you don't get any of that previous knowledge just dumped into your head. Nope. I mean, we'll, we'll address... I have a plan to address that, but if you ever wanted to start it before then, no training wheels, cool. <laughs> In any case. In any case. Um, Continue. <laughs> Here's what I can do. Because I agree with you that the continent needs stability. I get that. There's more forces in this world than just what is on this continent. I will spread the word to the people who listen to me that your intentions seem good and that you're here to help. And you're here to sort of pick up the pieces and move us forward. I will do that. Mm -hmm. But you should know that if I get wind of you like, mistreating people or there's backsliding into what we'll call the old regime, that the rebellion will come for you. Mm -hmm. I'm so terrified making that statement right now. <laughs> So terrified. Mm -hmm. Like Arnis uh, is physically our, trying to not let his legs be seen to be shaking. <laughs> are Vale and Darwin on board with that? Oh yeah. Striking yeah. an intimidating pose. Ooh. <gasps> Take your head off for good measure. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Vale, how are you feeling? Vale supports it. We thank you for your words. Now then, as I said, this is meant to be an exchange, a favor for a favor. We do not mean to simply ask this of you and go on our way. Um, because, hey, the one question that you guys didn't ask is, what's in it for us? Oh, yeah. Which shocked me. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is, which is cute. Which is cute. It's very altruistic of you all just to be like, well, why? How do we know you won't be dicks? Not like, what do we get out of it? I, it's, I, that's interesting. I'm just more concerned that they're just not going to oppress people. 
<laughs> Chris is over there nodding. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, just don't be mm-hmm. a dick, man. <laughs> we do have two things that we would like to offer you as signs of appreciation. One of them we can give you right now. The other, in time. Partially because physically can't give it to you right now, but also because... um just like setting up the church, we're going to be rolling some dice to see how well you go out there and convince people that the giants are are to be trusted. Ah, oh, here's where we fail. <laughs> cool. But the first that we would like to give you, she motions to Trogar, her eldest child. She is not quite so tall as Elder Garshen. A few feet shorter, noticeably younger, hair's a little bit longer, eyes are a little bit greener who pulls out a very small box and hands it down to you, Boa. It's a small metal chest, about the size of a shoebox. Yuboa unlocks it, opens it up, and turns it towards Darvin. Elder Garshen says, Master Grimm, we understand that these belong to you. And inside the chest you can see two Grimm pendants. They... A pair of conscription members decided to test our borders underneath the peaks in the protectorate of stone. We did not take kindly to this. We did not know who they were at the time, but nonetheless they were uninvited and unwelcome. It took some doing, but we managed to take these from Once we knew what they were, we set them aside. Yuboa steps forward to you and just has the chest extended. Mm. Okay, I will take it. Our priests know that... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, meanwhile, Arnis has the kind of a look on his face like, all right, you might be all right. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, but they're also it's trying okay. to buy your allegiance through trade. Oh, I'm, I'm nah, aware. That's fine. I'm, I'm aware. allowed to. But the fact that they didn't use them or put them on, that says something. Right? It's not it much, but it does say something. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Scott. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. Once our priests determined that these were touched by Coram's power, we did not seek their use. We do not have anything personally against Coram, but his way is not ours. And these should be with their rightful owner. Thank you. We do hope that they assist you in the future. They will. Secondly, we would like to offer you... We would like to grant you safe passage through our territory in Vongfeld Peaks and through the Protectorate of Stone. We understand that you may have business in the South, and if your endorsement of us is sincere, we can extend you that passage. Anyone? Uh, Thank you. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't, I like, I'm not exactly sure what to say. (laughs) Thanks. I don't know. I thought a safe harbor on your trip down South might be needed. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 nice. I'm just cautious about it because it all depends on how well we can people. Yeah, if they don't believe you're sincere, like just let me do all the talking, we'll be fine. Yeah. Deal. You just have to go out and be sincere. If you out there shit talking people, they're still not gonna let you in their home. Yeah. Elder Garshen says We thank you for visiting us, and we hope that your travels keep you safe. But before you leave, it would be impolite of us not to ask 
Is there anything that you would wish from us besides what we have already granted you? This doesn't necessarily mean free stuff. It just <laughs> means like they asked you here for a favor and they're just opening that door. Like, hey, do you want to ask us anything in return? Not to that they will of- <laughs> immediately say yes, but they're willing to listen. To be perfectly honest with you, and just like, I apologize for this sounding a little bit crass, but just don't be assholes. <laughs> That's it. Really. Like, you seem to be off on a good foot. Just don't be dicks. Please. <laughs> she smiles a little at the coarse language, <laughs> as do a couple of her children. The eldest, Trogar. She kind of winces a little bit at it, like, you're swearing in a church, but it's not going to say anything. Okay. Yuboa steps back with the chest, shuts it, just kind of holds onto it in front of her person. She's just smiling at you all. Because, I mean, even though you weren't interacting directly with her, like, you agreeing, um, also kind of did her a big favor. It shows that she's pulling her weight here. And while she won't acknowledge that directly to you, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you can definitely tell that like, she had a hand in getting you here, and you doing this means her plans are working well, too. Not like her ulterior motive plans, like, you know, she's here to uh, get into the good graces, the giants, and that is being successful. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else, Darvin, Vale? Nope. Nope. Well, then. After you leave, what do you want to do to help spread the word or otherwise endorse Elder Garshen and their bid for power here? First, on the way out, I want to make sure I give Yuboa a pointed look. Not that Mm -hmm. she'd be able to interpret it, but just like, I see you. I see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, just like you're, you're... bid for continually more powers not going unnoticed but i wouldn't say any of that out loud it would just be like yeah i see what you did here hey worm tongue got a worm tongue right oh no i totally agree but (laughs) um like i i absolutely agree just like Mm -hmm. um i'm not saying she's quite at worm tongue level right you know it also doesn't mean i have to like it yeah (laughs) um so what I agreed to do was tell, you know, mm-hmm. the people that will listen to me. And mm-hmm. my interpretation of that is I will tell the people that are already basically like in my church and then okay. have them sort of spread it out. So so then is this a sermon, Aranis, that you're giving? Kind is this of? an announcement? It's more of an announcement. I wouldn't call it a sermon. I'm not going to proselytize. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's good uh, enough. On the like virtues of uh, of the giants, right? But mm-hmm. but it would yeah, it would be an announcement. Okay. That I would make. You certainly don't have to give me the wording that of that announcement, but if you have one that you would like to give, I'm willing to listen. Um. um but mostly. But mostly, I need you to roll for. Oh, persuasive you are how convincing you are yeah Um, whether you want this to be persuasion or performance or intimidation or religion because if you're making an announcement that is like hey as part of our religion we follow these people that's one thing 
or if you want to say, hey, follow these people or I'm going to smack you in the face. Or <laughs> if this is just persuasion, like, hey, these people are out here. They want to be in charge. We should acknowledge that. Um, it's up to you. I'm not going to dictate this. So I think it's definitely more persuasion than anything mm -hmm. else um, than tied to, say, a specific tenet of the religion or me trying to scare people into, like, following mm -hmm. other people. Because my my thought, I don't know that I have specific, like, wording on the announcement, but, like, my thought was something to the effect of, right, like, as you all know, the, like... Um, some of the giants from Vongfeld Peaks have sort of taken up a seat of power in the city and are asking for like recognition of their authority. We've met with them. So far, their intentions seem good um, and positive. And what I would ask of all of you is to, God, I don't even know what, like to spread the word that they right, that they can be listened to on kind of matters of law and state. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> that sounds good. Can they be trusted? Um, sorry, in your and are you saying like the giants can be trusted to rule? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and my first thought was, well, I didn't roll insight on anything that they said. So I'm assuming so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, it's true. You didn't roll insight, but let's not let that color us now. <laughs> that might just be down the line if they ever go against, uh, if they ever pull some asshole shit. You're like, oh, I guess I was wrong to trust them. Or, oh, I guess they have different uh, priorities. But let's not think ahead to that, because that's not written in stone. Instead, let's roll some persuasion and oh, see okay. how much people want to go out and uh, actually promote this. Everybody cross your fingers. <laughs> That'll do. 27. Ah, very nice. That is indeed a success. People will listen to your announcement, and some of them are probably a little surprised, like, oh, well, okay then. The Bard's Rebellion, the Church of the Rebellion, supporting the giant. But okay, it will go out and they will tell people. That will certainly have an impact. That will certainly swing things in Elder Garshen's favor. Darvin or Vale? I mean, Darvin or Vale or Iolana. I know Iolana has been noticeably absent for a lot of these tasks, um, but she is always able to contribute if she so desires. She is busy. Busy. We'll get busy. to that. Yes, we will. Um, I don't know what Vale's going to do. Um, Darwin, do you have an idea yet? I'd or you could not if you don't believe them and undermine RNS's efforts too. I'm okay with that. <laughs> no. But I'm not much of a talker, so no, I really don't have much of an idea. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be talking. It can be any anything there from the skill list. Or if you want to get creative, if you've got something mm -hmm. else. I think I know what Vale's going to do. Mm -hmm. Not to interrupt, just if, if Darwin doesn't know. Darwin doesn't know. Seeing that it worked not too poorly last time, after Arnis gives his sermon, speech, preach, whatever he's going to call it. Announcement. <laughs> yeah. Vale's going to go down to the Artists Guild 
uh, and have them make some flyers announcing Arnis's endorsement. More flyers. Are you going to go visit Goldfeather again at the yep. Artists' Union? Very wonderful. Uh, return customer, always welcome. Sorry, a returning patron, always welcome. What do you want on this flyer? Well, seeing as the last flyers were so successful, I'd love you to put together something announcing Arnis's endorsement of the giants in their bid for leadership. Do you, Vale, have any thoughts on like what this would... Is this an image showing something specific? Is this just text? I think it's an image of whatever like the symbol of Arnis's church has become. Uh, and just very simply, like, Arnis endorses the giants, like, just very, very simply in multiple different languages posted across the city. All right. Is there a symbol for the Church of Rebellion yet? Well, now you've put me on the spot. I'm, I'm going to put everybody um, on the spot here. This could be a team effort. Like, you're all back in the back room. We only like, oh, what do we put on the board out front? Like a big R. It can't just say Church of Dorlek now. Mm, I have a thought. That can start us off if you don't have any. Go for it. <laughs> Something like a broken crown hung on a standing loot. Oh, that's not that's not terrible. Oh, it's good. It represents you and rebellion. I'm happy with it. We yeah, got a loot standing I'm... up. We got a broken crown on it. Is it like hanging around the neck of the loot or is it under the loot? Like you crushed it? What do, what do people what do people feel? Or is, is there many placements of it? I don't honestly know. I like the idea of the crown being under the loot, like basically in two pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So if like the loot is standing up, then like, then the crown being like underneath it, like the loot crushed it or snapped it in half. That's a decent symbol. Decent symbol. Cool. It's going to require a lot of different language work, a lot of printing. But the Artists' Union, Goldfeather, they can certainly take care of this. Again, we don't work for free. Oh, yeah, um, totally. <laughs> I pay you whatever I pay you. <laughs> so How eloquent. much money does Arnas give me? Well, now that's a patron I can, that's a patron I can like. Pay you whatever You'll pay I me pay whatever you. you want, whatever I want you no, to no. pay me. Wonderful. I didn't say whatever you want me. I said I pay you whatever I pay you, meaning I'm going to give you whatever I'm going <laughs> to give you. Those are two very different things. Um, Arnis, what is our budget? You're kidding, right? Pay the man. I don't know. Give me the amount of money you want me to use. <laughs> I is th- is there a limit? They will give a you a price if you. Yeah, there you go. Have them have them give you an estimate. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please. Let's just, do it that way. Just do the job. You. Just do the job. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, Goldfeather uses she, her pronouns. She she says, we can get these out by the end of the week for 20 gold. Cool. All right. Here's 40. Print twice as many. All right. <laughs> All over the city. That's what's up. They're, they're even going to get into some of the more uncommon languages then with this amount of money. They'll be using color ink instead of just black and white. So You bought fancy flyers. Mm-hmm. I splurged for the color printing. Wait, why are all these flyers on cardstock? <laughs> <laughs> they had to justify the cost <laughs> somehow. 
All right. So yeah, you can. I, I think this will be persuasion with advantage here. You're getting help from the artist union, especially since it's text based and not image based. I mean, there's an image there, but the text is what's selling it. So go ahead and roll for it. Well, thank you for the advantage. That's a fifteen. Not bad. Not bad. Not not great, but not bad. I think that these flyers go out at the end of the week. A lot of people are seeing them. There are many flyers. They're in a bunch of languages. But it's almost like there's too many flyers for some people. Like they just get tired of seeing it on every other mm. corner. So it's not necessarily like they're going to distrust the words, but they're just like, ah, new church. And they're already just papering the city with their messages. <laughs> but it's, it's nothing that's going to get you in trouble with the giants. All right. Um, Darvin, is there anything you would like to do to help? promote this endorsement. I still can't think of what Darwin's angle would be here. So I think he's just gonna try and keep a real good eye on the new church. Like, provide security while other things are going down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, let me grab something real quick. See if maybe I can't, uh, I don't know, at least spitball some ideas here. Uh, or at least angles here. I mean, there's always persuasion if you just want to go out and talk to people. Let's see, what did you do for the church? For the church, you taught logistics of running a church with Levi and Mila. Yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work quite so much. Um, I could see, I mean, yeah, I could see the intimidation route if you just want to, like, pressure people into it. But that seems <laughs> undarvin-y. And it seems like that could blow up in my... Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's the history and religion angles... If you want to like espouse, like you know, historically the giants have done this, so they should still be good here. Or oh. the religion angle of you know, based on the teachings, as I understand of Tranga, based on my understanding of Coram's teachings, like this won't be bad or this will be good. This could be a good thing for the city and for the continent. Which okay. is like it's kind of persuasion, but it's flavored through a different lens. So yeah, yeah, I like that. Or actually, I like history. I have some experience with giants in my experience. They're great people, blah, 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 right? Yeah, I think if you tied in like a historical, um, like a historical incident or historical factoid about them, then yes. And I will certainly let you make this up on the spot if you like. Historical factoid about giants? Yeah. Um. Like, let's see. What could be a good historical factoid? Um, I, I got a good one. Okay. At the start of the age, uh, the start of the fifth age, right after the turn, the giants were one of the first to refortify their positions, which shows good strength and initiative. I like it. Which is not untrue. It does leave out some key details, but I don't know how much of that Darwin knows. And it's also something we haven't gone into, and we don't need to sidetrack ourselves with that. Hmm. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to roll history on it, certainly could. All right. I like and it. And if there's any sort of assistant outside assistance you want on that it certainly happened i don't know if i've got a historian oh we do have a historian's guild really uh we do i don't think we've ever used them but in my list of guilds um, i mean depending on how sidetracked you want to get I could. No, I, this is like do you want to go and like borrow some of their books and like prove it to people that this happened rather than it just being you saying it and Actually, yeah, that seems like a good idea. Okay. In which case, 
the Historian's Guild. It's called Venerated Minds. Their banners are dull blue and off-white with scrolls, inkwells, quills, open books. I actually think we have run into one of these before, way back in the day. We just didn't know it at the time. I think the person who came in and tried to use Speak With Dead while you were in prison was from the Venerated Minds. Uh, or someone else, I mean, because um, I, I think that person was from uh, a death church. But this is, this is causing me some flashbacks when I read this. Um, I think we very obliquely met someone from the Historian's Guild back in like, the first ten chapters of the game. Okay. Yeah. Let's go meet... Darvin, you go meet Kershaw of the Venerated Mutt Historian. He's a human. He's old. He's a little overweight, but he has magnificent hair. Just long, flowing locks. They're darker at the ends and grayer towards... Do you want to borrow books, or do you want to purchase books? Um, borrow, probably. Okay. Uh, Kershaw will tell you. Well, if you simply want to borrow one of our books, you're more than welcome to. Our books on the history of giants from that time are somewhat valuable, so we merely ask that you only leave a deposit. Akin to, like, leaving your ID to borrow a book out or something. It doesn't have to be money, it just has to be something of value that you would come back for. Gotcha. What does Darwin leave as collateral? <laughs> Money. Okay. I think you can leave like five gold there and he'll, Kershaw will be happy with it. Nice. And he'll, he'll refund you, so don't worry about actually marking any of this off. Make good use of it. Enrich yourselves. Enrich the people. By all means. I will. Thank you. So, book in hand. Darwin goes out to remind the people the goodness and the strength of the giants. Yeah. So go roll some history with some advantage. Oop. Go be a teacher again. Got a... History original. I got an 18. Ooh. Very nice. That is a solid success. You know, not everybody necessarily knew about what the giants were doing in Vongfeld Peaks right after the turn some 170 years ago. Hmm. Um, so... Yeah. Hearing this story, being able to see it in print from the Historian Guild as well certainly helps. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess they do know what they're doing. And they're willing to they're willing to let these giants have a shot. Like they're they're not gonna immediately start questioning and undermining things. So we've got a success from Arnus, success from Darwin, a mixed success from Vale. Overall, pretty good. Pretty good. I don't think you have to worry about the giants being upset regarding your uh, abilities here. Darvin, yes. do you return the book or are you stealing this book from the library? <laughs> I return the book. Okay. <laughs> bueno. I, ha I have to ask. I, I, you got five gold to burn. Yeah, but it's bad for your credit if you don't turn in a library. It is. Darvin's got good credit. <laughs> But anyways, Kershaw, thank you so much for bringing the book back. You may have your deposit. I trust, trust that the, uh, trust that the information did not fall on deaf ears. Did not. I was very hurt. Excellent. Feel free to come back if you ever need to know more about history. Thank you. Well. Uh-huh. All right. As far as Elder Garshen's request goes, I would say you've completed it. 
to fairly good success. You've got a couple new grim pendants in hand. You've got some safe passage down in Vongfeld Peaks. And when you travel down that way, you don't have to travel through those peaks, but just want you to know that it is considered safe now. I think this needs to be kind of at the end of the week, after these flyers have gone up. And at first people are, oh, yeah, hey, the Giants, Elder Garshan, cool, cool. And they're like, oh, it's that flyer again. Oh, it's that flyer again. <laughs> but on the whole, the city is turning to the Giants for guidance. They've got guild support now. They've got religious support now. Obliquely, religious support. You didn't endorse them as the church, but you endorsed them as individuals. Oh, no, no, you did endorse them as the church. The symbol of the church is on that flyer. They have religious support. They have endorsement from those who slayed the previous king. There's word out that the Church of Rebellion will not seek to rule the city, which some people were definitely thinking about. And all in all, the madness following the assassination, following the explosion, dying down. I think it's one afternoon in the Church of Rebellion, not during a service time, during a sermon time, just kind of in the downtime. Samudio and Carolina approach the four of you. Unless Iolana wants to be absent again. Iolana yeah, can be present. Okay. Samudio and Carolina approach the four of you. Carolina will say, I know you all want to be getting a move on here soon. And you've done quite a bit here in the city to make sure that things don't fall apart right away. Just commendable. But before we go, there are some who, there are some folks that would like to join us. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.